Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, everybody. Oh, that was a spoof. How apropos. Welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Tonight, we are going back to the um, horror comedy well. Yeah. Is that fair to say? I think so. Um, for two, I think, lesser uh, thought of, but really strong entries in the uh, horror comedy genre, subgenre. Very uh, funny. They're funny, yeah. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about Club Dread and Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> Sizzler! <laughs> I Sizzler! Didn't get, I didn't get that until this watch. When you said it, I was like, what? And then I watched it again, I was like, oh, I don't think I ever made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. That cracked me up. All of those little th- breaks cracked me up. Yeah. Um, so I guess you want to start with uh, Club Dread since it's the older of the two? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this 2004 entry is a broken lizard film. And I think these guys are pretty well known for their like spoofy kind of silly movies. Um, I think hit or miss to me they are. Uh, yeah. I love oh, like su- the movies in general. Yeah, yeah, the broken lizard movies. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I'll be super troopers. Knocks it out of the park. Awesome movie, right? Um, I I really like Club Dread. To me, I don't remember if this was the second one or the third one after. This is the second yeah. one after. This is after right after Super Troopers, mm-hmm. right? So I think for the second effort, I really like this one. Um, we were talking earlier. Well, Beer think, Fest is good. I think they had a movie before Super Troopers. I can it's check essentially that. Essentially the same as Super Troopers. It's called really? Cruisers or something. Okay. Cruisers. I don't know. I never it watched it. It I never wouldn't watched surprise it. Me. I'm sorry. It's like a useless piece of trivia. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want you to You're say right. something inaccurate and be like, have someone on the internet be like, uh, excuse me, Jackie. They actually have another movie. Actually, there's. It looks like there's. Yeah, there's. There's uh, Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. Which is a Super Troopers prequel. Okay. Which I've never heard of before this moment. Well, I mean, the the Broken Lizard is a comedy troupe, so it wouldn't surprise me that they yeah. had some projects before. They've been trying. Making it big with Super trying. Troopers. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And Super Troopers, I think, arguably is the strongest of all of mm-hmm. their entrants. But this one, and, and I've had a hugeness. I watched this film nonstop when it first came out. I thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. It was like a fall asleep to every night movie. <laughs> and for this rewatch, I got to tell you, I was super underwhelmed. Yeah. And it might have just been like I it was the I was just me alone late at night watching it and it wasn't fun or what the difference was, but I don't know, it like dragged for me. Yeah. I, I don't know, not for me. This like I said, this is a movie that I watched all the time. My friend Jay and I used to watch this Pretty much on a weekly basis. I love this movie. Um, a lot of what I love about this movie is Bill Paxton. Just mm-hmm. being... Oh, he's so good in <laughs> this. Being the, uh, the Jimmy Buffett knockoff. I, he's, he's, he's such a weirdo. And, like, if you look at some of his early work and, like, stuff he wanted to, like, stuff he directed, like, he's a big weirdo. So it almost, it's, like, not even out of character for him to play this, like, Jimmy Buffett kind of, this Yeah, no, he's, like, a spoof on Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, totally. He's, like, kind of, like, also, like, a dirtball kind of rock and roller 
drug. I, I appreciate that he went for it. He didn't yeah. hold back. Yeah, like, yeah. He he has some scenes that are really good. There's one part where he throws a coconut at and it hits his clock and just smashes it on the wall. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, coconut <laughs> Pete's paella. <laughs> <laughs> every line dude every line he delivers his his lines are i think he's one of and it's weird because like i had just come off of watching near dark again recently <laughs> i was like man i forget how fucking weird and awesome he can be mm-hmm. like i feel like i i don't appreciate him as much as i like tip of the hat and pour one out for bill paxton because he's he was yeah a funny dude funny motherfucker um yeah Pistol Pete's really funny. I think the premise of of the whole thing is actually really clever, the way you spend the time trying to figure out which one of them is actually the killer. Yeah, and they set them all up to, like, so have well. a reason yeah. to <laughs> yeah. be the murderer, even if, like, a lot of the reasons are dumb, and it turns out one of the dumb reasons is, is the it? actual yep. reason. And I have to say, I I love uh, Jay, I'm going to butcher Chan... Yeah, Chandraskar, Chandraskar, Jay Chandraskar. I'm not even trying. I love him. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing it. Jay Chandraskar, but his Putnam might be my favorite character of his. Like, I don't know why that character delights me as much as he does, but like between like the dreads and like the prim and proper like British accent, I just I love him. It's because he was like the cool guy in Super Troopers, yes. and they made him the most hated, the weirdest, they made the, the most obnoxious one from Super Troopers. The main character. I like, loved that, yeah. Because I, I have <laughs> Kevin Everman's really adorable in this. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just goofy, but I'm like, oh, because I hate him so much in Super Troopers and in this one. So like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got those terrible dreads. I hate oh, it so those much. dreads are so <laughs> oh, cringy. It's, so um, so it's great how, I mean, it's an obvious, it's a comedy, they're spoofing, and they really do hit on all of the horror movie tropes. The, you know, the drugs and the, oh, let's go run off to the little Mayan graveyard to have a threesome. (laughs) That whole scene is amazing because they're doing everything. They're doing everything they shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, we know. We know. He rips his shirt open and he's like, like my chest. I'm like, what? It's so weird. What about my nipples? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, their their comedy style comes through in the writing. Mm -hmm. And I mean... I don't have a lot of notes for this because I think it kind of is what it is. You go into a Broken Lizard movie knowing what it is. And they know exactly what they are. They're not trying to, you know... No, it's not taking itself too seriously. They're absolutely not taking themselves seriously. They're not trying to, you know... I don't even know how how to say it. the wheel? That, they're not... Yeah, they're not trying to make a statement other than, you know what... They have oh, fun. fun. They have yeah. fun making movies. They make good movies. Parodies and, yeah. of movie tropes that, yeah. Like, both Super Troopers and this are good at what they are, which is a really fun parody of a certain genre. Yeah. And, like, certain tropes within that genre. Um, I have to say, my, one of my big thoughts is, I would totally go to Coconut Beats Island. Oh, and my Island? favorite, yeah. yeah, my favorite thing there is the giant, li- like, human Pac-Man. I really want to pull that off in real life. I was going to bring that up, too, because that's really clever. Uh-huh. That's a really clever way to, to put a hedge maze in your movie. Yes. Because that's a trope in horror movies that, you know, it's it's happened often enough that I can call it a trope, but, like, just finding a way to get that in there and have it being so inspired and interesting. Yeah, and cool. Mm-hmm. I that's loved a good it. Part. I love that whole part. 
That's such a good call. You're also, right. Also, the guy in the pear costume is eating a pear, and it's hilarious to me. <laughs> I don't know why. When he throws the pear on the ground, I was like, wait, he's eating a pear? He's and dressed as a pear? And the pear just has the one bite out of the bottom where he gets part stabbed. where he gets... Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good. they're clever. They got some clever stuff. They did. It, it, it really is. I love the whole penelope joke. I was just going to say, <laughs> one joke that lands every time for me and is so fucking stupid is the penelope joke. And now when I meet people called Penelope, I say penelope all the time yeah. and nobody ever gets it. Um, but yeah, I agree. And the kid from Freaks and Geeks is in it, which makes me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, truth be told, though, I don't have, like, some big thematic thing to talk about with this movie. No, I, it kind of reminded me, and I never picked up on this before, because I guess I was in the middle of it, but it's kind of like, uh, it came out around the same time as, like, not another teen movie and scary movie, and I think that they were trying to, because this one is more of a, like, like straight-up parody than some of their other movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like this one is definitely trying to, you know, examine all the slasher things and make fun of them and have a fun time with it. More so than, than some of their other movies. And a lot of that stuff was popular at the time, doing those hard, like, parodies. And I, as you're saying that, I'm going to sit here and say that I probably will put Club Dread over the scary movie movies. Because yeah. while the scary movies are funny, okay. but they're going to come out with a guy in a Michael Myers mask and make some sort of Halloween joke mm-hmm. that's very, like, on the nose. Right. Where with Super... Or Super Troopers. <laughs> where with Club Dread, they'll kind of make a quote-unquote Halloween thing. joke, but it's it's more homage than, like, I'm Michael Myers. Hey, remember, yeah. remember Chucky? You the, know, like... I feel like Broken Lizard does more of like a clever homage to it, like you said, like with the Pac-Man the hedge maze. Yeah, and things it's like stuff, that. It's really clever. It's like not like good so on the nose, like Scary Movie is. Although I think Scary Movie does well in that vein with their spoof, but their spoof is just very much more direct right. of. I think it's, I'm about to like spoof on this, and I, I feel like Broken Lizard. They're making their own thing. Yeah, they're making their. It's definitely inspired by all that stuff, but they're making their own thing. I think who makes Scary Movie? The Zucker. The Zucker brothers? Uh, no, the no, uh, Wayans. the Wayans brothers. Wayans brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they direct and write uh, them. I didn't think they yeah. did all of them though. Yeah, they uh, did. They, they did the, the first, first three. three. I don't know about yeah. anything. And I have to admit, I'm um, after that. Unpopular opinion. I like Scary Movie Two better than Scary Movie One. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Scary because Movie Two cracks me. Chris Elliott is the House yeah. of Haunted Hill one, right? <laughs> yes. Where yeah. he's like, hold on to my straw. Yeah. yeah. Let me give you a standing ovation. And, and, I uh, quote that movie all the time. And uh, David Cross is in that one. David Cross, Tim Curry. Tim Curry is in. And Chris Elliott. Yeah. Oh my god. That That movie slays every time for me. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm sure it holds up. It it barely does. Like I definitely (laughs) remember like making like be one night randomly being like scary movie two is one of my favorite movies. I know, and that was like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And I was like, I have a really warm spot for that movie. Like every time I watch it, it just cracks me up. And I made him sit through it with me, and he was like, I can't believe you're standing by the statement because I just think everything in that movie is just damn hilarious. <laughs> but he admitted that, I, and he made me admit that it, it's a little nineties cringy. But like, I was just gonna say, like there are there are some jokes that, that are, are not landing in twenty nineteen. Yeah, nineteen nine. Yeah, for like sure. Super mm-hmm. funny. Like the spoof on like 
the Hey, remember the, Charlie's Angels? Yeah, or yeah, like they spoof the movie with Julia Stiles and the the kid where she dances in the Save the Last Dance. And like oh, okay. you're like that doesn't hold up today. That was it a Nike commercial with the basketball where they're like making the noise with the basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, and, like that Nike doesn't work. right. I, that's I love stuff. that scene though when David Cross is in the wheelchair and like doing spins. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta yeah, we gotta talk about scary movies. Oh my god, I put it on the agenda. But but no, I think we mentioned it earlier. One of the things I liked about Club Dread is they don't reveal the killer right away because we're used to a lot of slashers where we know exactly who the right. killer is. Right. So this was fun, and like you said, it was a fun little who done. You don't know who the killer is, and they set everybody up to potentially be the killer. Yeah. So you truly have no idea. In really idea. goofy ways. And it's like a really goofy way. In the first, like, <laughs> ten minutes of the movie, there's, yeah. like, there's like oh, I, I don't have any weed for you, bro. <laughs> and it's just like, Dude, Yeah, I love the way they, like, face. profile everything. When, when Dave puts the ecstasy in the girl's drink and she walks away. She's like, oh, and it's all slow it, motion. Fucking bitch. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Yeah, yeah, they do. They make it's everybody. So yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought both these movies drug a little bit just yeah. due to the nature of slasher movies and having to translate that into something new while still having it be a slasher movie. Yeah, to me, and this is what I meant when I said it didn't hold up this time for me, once the initial, I laughed really hard and really enjoyed about to the point when it all went to shit. And mm -hmm. then at that point, it, to me, it just got a little boring. Like, it was just not funny anymore, and yeah, it wasn't like... The end when know. it transitions to an actual slasher movie, like, That's the funny. jokes start trailing off. Agreed, yeah. Stop, like, and, like, just the audacity of the... The audacity of the, the, the sequences, like, when they're, you know, chopping the guy in half by, you know, tying him up to the raft in the middle of the ocean... Like, that's supposed to be funny, but it's it's not really that funny. Agreed, it's yeah. It's just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Although I do find it funny that he keeps coming, coming back. back. And at the end where His it's just little the legs. little, little legs. <laughs> I do like that part. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that one. I think it, it, it in moments it gets a little draggy. I don't agree about Dude Bro Mark I think it's just, um, for me, one that one tiny scene uh, we talked about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was just that one part because yeah. I was thinking about it and I was like, eh, this movie's taking a while. I mean, it was just that scene. As soon as we moved past that, they, I was just like, back in. Yeah. 100%. They're both surprisingly long. Like, yeah. they both clock in at well over an hour and a half, which yeah. I think is, is ballsy for what they are, both of these films, you know? Like, um, they and really get all their fun scenes in there. That's yes. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, I, I like, I like Club Dread. I just, for some reason this time, it felt a little, yeah, some, some of it laid a little fair. flat. Yeah. Like I said, I, watching it, mostly just enjoying the quotes, enjoying Bill Paxton. Broken Lizard is awesome. I actually saw um, I saw what are their names? The guy who plays Juan and mm -hmm. the guy who plays Lars. Steve, Kevin Heffernan and Steve and Levy. Kevin I saw them yeah. uh, do stand-up. Oh, cool. The two of them were out like together doing a tour. Okay. I actually saw them do stand-up together. Oh, and and probably it was, really it good. was really funny. And yeah. Yeah, like They're so cool in real life. From the interaction that I had, yeah, know, seeing them, um, so yeah, I just I, I really like I really like Broken Lizard. That's so. cool. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't I don't have a ton of notes on the movie, mostly because I just sat back and I watched it. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I just got to sit back and enjoy this viewing. 
my one thing that I thought that I was impressed that they did well was to have very like aggressive sexual and like drug and alcohol stuff that all seemed consensual and okay. Mm-hmm. Like none of it was cringy or mm-hmm. like weird because it seemed like the girls were just as into it as the boys were. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be a little empowering and I like that about it. Like I like the female characters because they're just as ridiculous and, and like tropey as the other ones. But yeah, like I think it's just, I think it's well done in that way. Like you have this place that's so hedonistic and, and like could have been so cringy mm-hmm. be a place that I'm like, how do I, I want to go here. I want to drink and hang out and have lots of sex. Like in my early 20s, <laughs> not me now, like me yeah. like 15 years oh, yeah. ago. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's one thing I like about it is that when they do their films, I think they always have their female characters represented well. Like even in Super Troopers, I think the mm-hmm. female protagonist Ursula. in that one is. Re- <laughs> Ursula. She's the only one that's not an idiot in that entire. Movie. Exactly. Like I like the they treat female characters well, and for a mostly troop of men, I, I'm always res- like I'm always appreciative of that. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Well, should we get on to the real showstopper here? Oh, oh, fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> Um, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Oh boy. Now, for the record, 1 and 2 are only referenced at the beginning of the film. They're not real films. Right. I would imagine they're not real (laughs) films because they recap everything that happens (laughs) in the first five minutes. And if you haven't seen this film, I think pause our recording. Yeah, go watch it. And go watch it. Because it is fucking hilarious and we're just gonna pretty much I feel like we're just gonna quote it and laugh at it for the next 20 minutes um but it's definitely really worth a watch I gotta give the guys who did it credit because like they really just put this whole thing on like it's a, it's an indie film in that way they are all also from like a comedy ba- improv background it's like five second films or something yeah I love the beginning their little when their little logo comes up and it's, they go do-do-do, pew-pew-pew-pew. Like, if I ever have my own production company logo that comes up on a film, I'm doing I'm stealing that. Because it made me laugh for 20 minutes. Um, I also think this is one of the funniest, stupidest fucking villains in horror history. Motherface mm-hmm. is amazing. It literally is a mask of an old... Cre- like, so wait, let's just to get the history of Motherface straight. Can somebody, like... Re- Jackie, synopsize the history of Motherface for me real quick. So, okay. Motherface was like in the, the first one. Right, it was the, it was the it dead was mother. The dead mother of the sorority. Right. Then it was the daughter, daughter of the, of the dead, mother dead mother who wore the dead mother's face. Right. And then this one is the, is twin, the twin sister, sister of, of the daughter of the of, dead mother of the dead mother who also cuts the face off and wears dude it. bro party massacre. And who is who is this school uh, guidance counselor right. or whatever? <laughs> And then, like, the entire movie, they're like, I don't know who it could be. And then she's like, when, hey, so it's, like, it's like it's a big reveal at the end it's like no we saw like, the we first knew it was two her, minutes of the right. movie exactly who it was well we didn't know she was the twin but the my, one of my favorite scenes is when he's like it's Ronald Reagan and like, he oh, explains yeah. why he thinks Motherface is Ronald complex. Reagan it's fucking awesome <laughs> my, my very first note is a minute 30 in and I love it like yeah. I love that it's like a movie that you leave taped off of like the midnight. Oh my god! Well, it starts with the little boy like mowing the lawn, and it's like a home movie, yeah. and somebody taped over it is priceless because I feel like my parents taped over yeah. every home movie. And they I keep own. that joke going because you, you get see commercials, them. you get like snippets of commercials. I wish some of those went on for longer. Me I wish too. They went on for Absolutely. Like there's one where like a tree busts into someone's house for orange juice commercial. Like, Whoa! and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? My favorite is just. Your vagina. And it's like a wall. It's like wall cleaner. It's like. Yeah. like <laughs> and 
know that says it's your vagina. My, is my so first great. note is amazement that Larry King is in this movie. Yeah. I was like, what? There's Larry King? What? People the fuck? in this that I'm like, how, how you the get fuck? Larry King in your shitty, like, Larry movie? King. Did he know where he was? <laughs> With Patton Oswalt, Pat Larry Oswald. King, and Andrew W.K. Yeah. I'm like, how do you get those three people? I, I saw I mean, that. Andrew W.K. All right, what else is he doing? But he's partying. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I would say Greg Stestero, but he'll do anything. He's the guy from Greg The Room. Oh, yeah, I saw, I realized he was the guy from The Room. I was like, oh, that's, that's still kind of cool like, to get him in the movie, though. That's why he was, like, the big, dumb, vapid guy, because he's not a good actor. No, he's yeah. In that, he's in that Puppet Master, that retro Puppet Master movie, too. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he plays, he plays the main character. He doesn't know anything wow. about, like, he was a terrible actor. They only cast him because he could speak French. Because his mother is French. That's so funny. <laughs> that's yeah, because he is a pretty bad actor. That's why they have actor. those French subtitle jokes, too. When it, Whenever it's on him, they do French subtitle jokes. I also love the subtitle guy asking for help and being like, if you see this, I'm locked in a closet. And it, like, tell throughout, my family it's, I Yeah, love tell them. my family I love them. It's like, there's so many gags that go through the whole film. Like, I think that Alec Owen and the guys who made this film... I don't know why I haven't seen more from them. Like, the first thing I did was, like, where's the rest of everything they've ever done? Because I'm going to gobble it all up. And this was made in 2015, and, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like they've done much since. But Alec Owen, if you're listening, you're a fucking genius, man. Like, I want you to do more. I will yeah. personally kick it money to whatever Kickstarter for their I, next project. Yeah. Very, one of, one, of, one of the scenes that made me just, there's a connection with this movie, I love it, is, um... They they played Edward Forty Hams. Yes, <laughs> and they I got did. Super with excited. nerdy. <laughs> nerdry. <laughs> don't they call him nerdy at one point? Nerdry. Yeah, nerdry. Oh yeah, they played Edward Forty Hams, <laughs> which is very near. I want to see some cold ass shit. Nerdry is one, dude. The 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 stereotype. Fraternity, bro. So this to me too. This like I'm just thinking about the movie and remembering scenes and laughing. When he hands him the skateboard, and he's like, "In case your wheelchair breaks." (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, there's it, and like some of like the calling each calling somebody a cum bubble. Like, how is that something I've never thought to do before? Like, I really just absolutely love the concept of this film. I love the beginning scroll where they're like, you almost never saw this movie. Like, everything is so fucking ridiculous and over the top. And for something that seemingly has a relatively low production value, I thought the kills were really good and creative. The fucking tapped There's keg? So, so that much was brilliant. Blood. Yeah. So like, well, they said, like, I read this interview with the, uh, Alec uh, Owen, the guy who made it, and he was like, my two big influences were Evil Dead and Dead Alive. He was like, I yep. wanted to make a gory schlockfest. And that's exactly what I think it's... Dare I say this film's gonna just keep growing in its popularity as I hope so. as because I didn't hear about it till you we watched it we stumbled on it that one night mm-hmm. and I think how I went three or four years without seeing it I'm like I'm I'm horrified because it's so good oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a, a Blu-ray of this me too I want to like it. own it yeah um I think what <laughs> some of my favorite parts are when the guys in the paddle boat the super depressed happy guy he's like oh yeah you killed my entire family. Hey guys! Oh my God! When he makes them take the picture, yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's my son. That's my dead son. Hug it." Like you killed him. Remember the the list of their pranks. Pranks are insane. (laughs) And then, but there's a scene shortly after where 
where Motherface is like going to kill him with like a bone arrow, and he's in a paddle boat, and he's just like, la la la. And oh, she's just it's like kill him, and he just pulls out a gun and shoots himself. <laughs> I don't think I realized he shot himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought she like, killed oh, him. Shit. Well, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I must have like. Um, the and, and then Spinkle's bang bus. Spinkle's bang bus made me destroys me. It's like, it's like don't, I'm don't gonna, you want to call it a bookmobile? Yeah, that's boring. Kids. That sounds awful. I do want to bang kids in a bookmobile. Do you want to bang kids with me? No, the fucking bag of oranges joke. <laughs> yes, I didn't expect it to come back. And me it neither. Did. When she turns into oranges, I'm like, oh, this is like. This movie deserves an Oscar. And it's like in the shape of a person. One, I will say there's one scene that creeped me out a little bit. It was totally the hairy dick scene. I was like, eww. Like, I was uncomfortable. Because of all the dog dicks. Yes. I was very uncomfortable. I don't know why. dog dick pictures. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I was like, I can't. Why am I Stop showing dog wieners. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. There's just so many jokes that... Like that follow through that you yeah. forget like, and that you go through, through the they, film they yeah do such like I'm sorry the the Sizzler thing cracked me up like looking for Sizzler and like just scenes later at you the know, very end of the, the movie end, too the yeah that's when I was where like he actually is in the home movie looking for Sizzler yeah. and um I love the I guess I had, I think I sent this to you I don't know if it was in our group chat or just if I just texted you Marissa. How this also would pair nicely with Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. Because, like, this movie has the female gaze. Because the dudes constantly were taking their shirt off. Like, it was all about In the one dance scene when it's, like, thing. when he's dancing and, like, his <laughs> the junk is flapping. <laughs> the part where Greg Sestero goes to the shed. Yeah. He gets his, he gets his sweater caught yeah. on the door. Yeah, and, and it, like, rips into a mid -rip sweater. Oh, my God. And I'm it, like, oh boy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so brilliant the way it plays on. It is, and at first when you said it was a female case, I was like, no, it's not. But you're right. It totally is because the, when the girl, what's her name? Samantha. Uh, Samantha <laughs> is in. pressuring him to have sex. And then when he's like, um, the, the, <laughs> the holes you punched aren't the, working. The it's speed, still too no, tight. The, the, the speed holes or yeah. something. I don't know. I don't forget what you but said. But like he was like afraid to have sex and like she was pressuring him. I thought that was such a good play on like the sorority bimbos become the, yeah. the fraternity And she assholes. passes out as soon as he thinks he's <laughs> I know, like, like, it's like oh, babe. Babe. <laughs> And then and he, he gets murdered immediately. And, yeah. and she just leaves her alive. Yeah. He won't let her in the fraternity. All she wants to do is she's like, I made you brownies and I brought you beer yeah. and I've done this. She like, just no. wants one of them to have her baby. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I have to admit her death scene, which should not have made me giggle because it was so grossly inappropriate, but when they pulled the baby out the other way, it was like <laughs> flopping around. I love the extremeness of the gore. I think it called yeah. back to like the schlocky movies mm -hmm. of the 80s and 90s and I really appreciated and it. I know you said this earlier about even for being lower budget how quality like the kills were. Yeah. Also, they're they're like miniature work. Like the underwater Oh my god, with the, the little doll thing. <laughs> the underwater stuff is amazing when the body crashes through the, the one roof and all the other bodies it's just start so pumping and, and beautiful yeah. and then it comes and back to them on the, the top yeah. Just nice. like, ah! yeah and I think it's true I think they played like they used the concept of low budget indie horror mm -hmm. because in reality this was so much better than a low budget indie horror but they wanted to give homage yeah. to that so it was like brilliant I, like in the one part where you could tell it was like plastic little thing like it was so fucking the, funny the, the cleaning montage 
was all oh my god why is this here why like and he's putting the beers under the couch he's like that shit he's burying the one beer and then yeah. he runs back and starts digging it up yep. and, and the, the and one guy is depressed the entire there. movie because he doesn't realize that the guy is, is, the, is, is, is the guy's the brother, brother. He thinks that he's hallucinating yeah. the entire time, and he just keeps drinking and drinking to try and like make the hallucinations go away. The the tr- like the the characters were such great like one notes like it was so funny, and I also really enjoyed the fuck you frats your assholes like the the line when he's like there's no consequences in America like and like all the Reagan pictures and all like I just thought that was so. Such a good statement on, like, fuck you, frat boys who take no responsibility for anything you do ever. And while it was so extreme and over the top, like, the prank, the order of the pranks and the dean who was like, well, you know, you can just bring me with you and all that kind of shit. Like, it was just fucking hilarious. Because I think there is a certain level of I have no culpability when I'm a rich white male in America. And those frat motherfuckers do terrible things all the time and get away with it. Also, haha, because they drank Prosecco, which I thought was so fucking (laughs) absurd. Um... Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. The, the, so I thought Sminkle would be a character I'd hate, but I turned out to no. love him a lot. Yeah. When he gives the kid, he's like, here's $100 and a copy of Grapes of Wrath. Go, make a life for yourself. Like, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. He's like, read that book. <laughs> I just, I don't know. This movie is smart. It's well written. It All of the shtick of the middle where it's like the home video and the commercials that were fucking absurd. I just, I, I'm like, I'm just in you love with this movie. You don't get a second to like catch your breath and like letting things sink in. Like so it's fast. constantly throwing like gags and funny things at you and callbacks. Yeah. Like it's great. It's really well written, really uh-huh. well directed, really creative all I, over the place. I said that for us older folks that remember the 90s, to me it was kind of like the absurdity of the state with the humor of Broken Lizard. Do you remember yeah, the like, it, oh, do I remember the state? Yeah. Like ring, that's, ring, that's hello, I... cheese? No. <laughs> Show us far. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I so anyway. my balls in it. I know. Fucking Louie. Um, I will say yeah. also, my hands down favorite line in the movie, and I wrote it down verbatim, um, really very, very touching, and I'm probably going to sign most of my cards to people um for birthday wishes even condolence cards whatever i'll be with you inside your butt giving you powers because <laughs> that was my oh, favorite at the end so does he the... just look like that muscle man is that like his ultimate yeah. form or something is that what he is now that's what i was confused i was does like he does he go back to his normal self i don't think so i, I think know. he absorbed he all has, the bro yeah. power from all, all his the dead bro bros party. and became oh, like my the God. ultimate bro at the end <laughs> So, fun fact that, it, this is so crazy, but it made me laugh because I was like, what a perfect Dude Bro Party Massacre reference. Matt was uh, on, like, Craigslist or something just perusing through the video stuff, and he's like, oh my god, and he reads me this ad that is a bunch of dudes, a bunch of bros, I believe they were worded, were renting a house down the shore from August 3rd to August 31st, and they wanted someone to come to the house and live there with them for the whole month and record everything they did because it was going to be so awesome. And no pay. They were like, we're not going to pay you, but you oh. should just come do this. But come do it, though. And I was like, unless they're all getting murdered one by one, the, the, <laughs> this dude bro party without the massacre, not happening. No. Because I think we take for granted just how guys like this really do exist. Because who would be that fucking narcissistic? Be like... Dude, we're gonna have such a bro party for four weeks long. Oh, but we were in our twenties. Yeah, we weren't I was this super ridiculous. narcissistic in my twenties. Were you really? Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't that like. 
You weren't a audacious, dude, bro, though. I wasn't that audacious about it, but yeah, totally. I think everyone's that way in their early 20s. I know, but, brains, dude, but dude bros are that, You're given all the freedom, you're like, this is my world. I shall take it. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I we're just all I think. When we were in our early yeah, 20s. but I think dude bros are the worst kind of assholes. Okay. You don't agree? No, I, I don't. I haven't really thought about it too much. That's fair. I think we're all shitty in our yeah. early twenties. I think you're right. They I think, suck, well, you but... know what though? I think it brings back to the point where there's a certain group of people that can get away with being shitty. And it's like, dude bros. It's dude bros. the dude bros. Like it's, it's, they're the ones that can get away with being. They got shitty. the connections. Yeah, yeah they, they got the popped collars and the connections. It's yeah. true. Um, yeah, so it's, I think I hate them a little bit, and that's why I think I like when uh, Brock or Brent. I can't even keep straight which one he is. Um, he's Brent. He's Brent, right? He's I like Brent. when he infiltrates them. Because then... remember in the beginning they had an R.I.P. Brock party. That's right. <laughs> Um, and there's oh. so many, like, I've watched this movie about three or four times in the past month, which says a lot about where I'm at in life, but every time I watch it, there's something else I fall in love with, like, the scene at the beginning where he's skateboarding, and the one guy's just lotioning his hairy <laughs> chest in a little circle for, like, mm-hmm. five minutes! And I'm like, why is this as funny as it is? But it, it just I love, works. I love that there's two random dudes that have, like, their own plot the entire movie, and at one point they're talking <laughs> about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern from <laughs> It's smart. It's such a smart movie. So, looking, I was trying to, like, kind of dig in to see if this is really the moment that reinvented the wheel for this kind of horror but WNUF to be fair did do this two years beforehand yeah where... but it wasn't fun like this no it was like it was more scary yeah WNUF, but they threw the commercials I'm waiting in. for something really scary to happen in that and nothing really happened no but the, you're right it was meh but was, because well I was like super into found footage and this sounded like the, the awesomest thing and I watched it. Oh, and I feel I was like, like this was such a tail end of found footage, though. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was before it, it was had, like started getting really exploitative, but it was mm. like right there on the cusp. On of the it. cusp, yeah. I, but they. What I loved about WNUF was how clever set in the '80s, and mm-hmm. then all those commercials, and like that it was on a videotape, and it was like. So I, I do think they borrowed a little bit there. But they do it so well. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are going to keep trying to do this. I think this is going to become a thing where people try to, like, spoof on older 80s-style stuff and, like... Well, that's... I mean, right now, the 80s are... So hot it's, right now. It's like the... Like, I, thought the, it was, the, I thought it was 90s, and I think people are moving to the 90s. And I don't know. Stranger, old guys. Stranger Things is still the, the, the clinch into, like... You know, it was zombies for a while. The zombie <laughs> genre Vampires. is kind of dying down. It's it the 80s are the thing. The retro 80s is the what zombies were 10 years ago where everything was pumping out with zombie this and zombie this TV show, this movie, this whatever. We're in the 80s wave right now, which I'm not saying and I don't say that you know in, in a bad way. Like I don't think I'm quite sick of the whole 80s thing oh, yet. I'm, I could never be. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm but I'm also patiently waiting for the 90s. I think it's <laughs> happening, Jackie, because I see so much Nirvana stuff that people are wearing now. No one knows who Nirvana is. No one no one that listens to Nirvana now was alive when Nirvana was still a band. You're right. My a lot of students wear Nirvana they all shirts. They Nirvana now. They all wear like shitty like early 90s clothes that they they get at the Goodwill. Trust me, you see some of these trash lords come in and look like they're homeless <laughs> people. And it's like, no, I got like three different styles of clothing that I'm wearing at the same time, and it's beautiful, and I'm super unique and an individual. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just an idiot. <laughs> Looking at it, it looks like all of the dudes who were in it were all very formative in actually coming up with and writing the script. Like, this this film, the writing credit is, like, 12 people. Yeah. And I'm kind of especially interested in the fact that uh, Sminkle 
is one of the head guys who like has was really he did all the voiceover work all the narration in between all of the commercials like this guy i mean i want to see Swinkle in more stuff <laughs> like i'm i'm very impressed with with his he work is in this <laughs> what one of his lines in the police station. Oh, he's like, I'm an immortal fuck machine! No, I love when he's like, well, they're all bags of oranges, and what you have to do is you have to boop them on the <laughs> nose. Just boop on the nose. Um, he's oh, he's he was saying a, it like, it makes sense. He's, the, the whole way Patton delivers that speech, too, so is great. like, with such, like, hate and disdain for this guy, <laughs> and he's just saying it in the most obnoxious way possible that no person could ever ever take him at face value and yep. think he's not fucking with you and he's and like got like, it boss yep. <laughs> and he just runs away he's such he's a like, great keys down and then he just explodes at the end yeah Patton Oswalt just picks up the phone yeah. and yells in at the background he just, just, ex- yeah. just explodes cause he, like the little right cause he was supposed to deliver the, yeah, the, the dark sacrifice. Lord. He the was dark lord was upset this makes sense Sminkle wrote video game high school I don't know if you guys ever watched that I, I loved it did you really I thought it was so sweet like it was such a sweet little no. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I definitely think that um, this movie's worth watching and then watching again, then watching again, and then watching again. I think you're gonna like. There's finding something new to laugh at every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm holding my breath, hoping that they're coming out with something else big next because uh, they're too dude, good. Bro, Party Massacre Four. I'd be all over it. <laughs> oh, I think that there's one part of the movie where the asshole guy doesn't have a shirt on and he's really upset and he's like just like winding down a little bit. He puts another shirt on and then. Someone else says a line that gets him pissed off, and he immediately rips his shirt off again. <laughs> and again, I have to give—I have to give credit to my favorite kill, which is when she, when he sees the beer and the keg, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Where's the tap?" And she taps his head, and then mm-hmm. pours blood into a fucking solo cup. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How does that kill never happen that I know of before?" I thought a lot of these kills were so yeah, stupid, they were really creative, but like in a good way. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, because they killed a lot of characters, and they had all the backstory kills and all that other stuff. Like this, fucking really creative. Well, go check two, it out. Everybody go watch Dude from Party yep. Mask. And you will three. giggle a whole lot. Yes. Yep. Sizzler! <laughs> uh, yeah, so we hope you guys have enjoyed our little summertime episode yeah. of Club Dread and Dude Bro Party Mask for Three. Sometimes you gotta laugh, Jackie. Sometimes you just gotta laugh. <laughs> Never laugh! Be angry and scared all the time! So. Do the thing on the internet. Check yep. us out. Come say hi. Rate, review. We love our fans. We do. I you feel guys like I haven't shouted awesome. them out we yet. Hope you're having a Lately. killer summer so far. <laughs> <laughs> We're here all night. So until next time. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.